AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.
Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Laugh and Learn. This is Flame Monroe, your host, along with my beautiful co-host, Ms. Bobby Clipper, who is here and who will be joining us momentarily. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us. I know we're a little behind, but y'all here with us now and we appreciate y'all. Can I tell you what has been so happening in my life and so exciting? Me, Flame Monroe, little old me, little bitty old tiny petite me. Don't say nothing, Bobby. Little bitty old <laughs> tiny petite me have been picked to be on tour with one of the goats of comedy, probably the goat of comedy right now in our era, the one and only Dave Chappelle, y'all. So, woo! I'm very, ex- yeah, I'm very excited. It's been overwhelming. It's been a great experience. I want to give a shout out to Dave Chappelle, to Live Nation, to uh, his wife, um, Elaine, to his sister, Felicia, and to Cena, the producer, the role manager, and just thank everybody and Heather, all the parties involved for bringing me on and making me feel so welcome and a part of the team. It has been great. Then my next two dates that I know of for sure are Sunday, I'll be in Kansas City with Dave Chappelle. And Monday, the 18th, I'll be in um, ooh, Omaha, Nebraska, Omaha Steaks. I'm going to be a steak. Come and cut my beef. Ooh. <laughs> it's the ho- it's the home of the Reuben. That's where the Reuben sandwich was invented. That's all I could I'm find a- when I put in when I put in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm bringing my own corned beef. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, how long is- Hi, honey. How long is he on tour for? Is it through the, the through the yes rest of the year? Is I think it's through the end of October that I can see on the schedule so far. So. Okay. I'm just I'm taking the dates as they come, but it was a great experience. I want y'all to know, if you see the pictures, it was twenty thousand people. That was the biggest arena I've ever played to date. And I was never nervous while I was talking, but walking to the stage, I was the basket of crazy. Good God, because oh they was God. clapping and staring, and I don't like people to stare at me. I know that sounds like you love people to stare at you. Yes, when I'm talking or doing something. But not if I'm quiet. It just it's a weird it's a weird cancer thing. I don't know what it is. But it was wonderful and I'm looking forward to the next show. And thank you guys who came out support. Thank you for all the great comments. so many people have sent me so many wonderful comments that were there in the inbox. The draw, it's a it's the Dave Chappelle tour. Dave is selling out the arenas. He's the draw. We're just the tree. He's the Christmas tree and we're the Christmas bulbs. I just happen to be the angel on top. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> You just said something now. Um, that's pretty amazing to think that. Think of how popular you are, that you can sell out 20,000 seats. I, I don't know, but but maybe 100 people in my life that <laughs> might sell 20,000 seats. I think I would have had urine running down my leg the entire walk. I would have had to have some sort of uh, absorbent device underneath me, or I'd have to have a depend on. I would have died walking out in five-inch heels like you do. Ooh. Dave Chappelle is the Beyonce of comedy because he sells yeah. out arenas. Uh, he's the he's the Taylor Swift of comedy because he sells out arenas. I love him. He is. I love the smart humor. I love funny humor too and quirky humor. But he doesn't. There are things I love about him. He's not all swear, swear, swear. He's not. He makes you think. He says something. He also something that I appreciate about him. And as a white woman, sometimes it makes me literally uncomfortable. I, I I get taken aback, but he has those uncomfortable conversations. He brings up topics that he's forcing us to have a conversation about. And at the time, 
I might, it might make my heart stop a little and I don't want to talk about it, but I find myself over the next few days after watching one of his specials, yeah. having conversations about that, asking other people, you know, what they think about whatever that particular topic is and forcing people to have the conversations. And I think that's, that, that's where his true talent is. That, that's, that's something when you can make people do that and make your mind grow. We always want to grow as people. You never want to be stagnant. And I love yeah. that about him. Yeah. He, he's a, I wish more people knew the man outside of right. the comic because the man is a, the man is greatness. He is a fair, kind, pleasant, respectful human being. And I wish people knew that part, but I'm glad to know that I can say, always say that that's the man that I know. I know that man. Right. And so what a gift. Monster, yeah. So for the people who think that he's monsters, I don't care what you think. I mean, guess what? He don't either. <laughs> He doesn't have to. So, so that's the beauty when you're comfortable in your own skin. That's one of the things I love about you. But you love about him at that level is that he doesn't care. You know, he, he doesn't have to. It doesn't make a difference. You know, the small haters. Um, you know, he's a he's comfortable with, with who he's at. He's done a lot of work. He's been around forever. For the love of God, um, he was a kid doing it. Uh, he's really honed his craft. I've got to take my hat off to him. I hope someday I'll be able to see him. You will be able to see him with me soon enough, Bobby Clifford. Just hold on, hold on. I'm okay, holding Bobby, on to my drawers. Get... Oh, girl, them, them, them a lot of drawers, Bobby. <laughs> that is. I could put it on a flagpole. Um, so uh, the big news today, and sweet Jesus, don't make me say the name, Dan Danilo Calvelcante, the escapee from Pennsylvania, was finally caught today. Um, thank God. After two, after two weeks on the run. Here's two my weeks. thing, Bobby. Now, we watched all these movies with all of these high-end red, they got all this radar and heat sensing. Why it took them so long to catch this man? Because they was on his heels quite a few times. He, he um, I think it was almost like, for lack of a better word, like guerrilla warfare. He was dug literally in, in the ground. And even where they found him, he was underbrush. It, it, it was a, a dog that actually literally went to him from the scent and got him. He's complaining that he got bit, that he wasn't too happy about getting bit. Can you imagine someone who stabbed someone viciously in front of their children 38 times is complaining about a, uh, a dog bite. Um, mm. But I think, I mean, I, I said the same thing. We've also, at least in my, my end of the Northeast. Um, and I don't know if New York was actually the same and, and Pennsylvania, we've had buckets of rain over the, the past three weeks just tons. It's pouring out right now. I don't know if that covered his scent. You know, um, I, that I don't know. I don't know if it, we'll, we'll find out if anybody was actually helping him. I heard his mother in the beginning, they had a, a quick little blip and she was, I think she was asking him to do the right thing is what she was saying. And then the, today there was some sort of quip that she said she didn't think he was going to do well in prison and that maybe he should kill himself. <laughs> I thought, the, wow, what a, what a twist. <laughs> the mother said that? Yes. Yes. And you, wonder what, and you wonder why he stabbed a woman 38 times in front of her children. Right? Look, look, look what the mother said. Is that what he was raised up under? I'm not giving him a pass. I am no, not no. at all. Yep. And I don't know if she was saying, you know, because there's a language difference. I don't know if she's saying it like, uh, you know, his life is over. So what, what difference? Um, so what, so was his, so is his victim's life. And I yeah. mean, hers is literally over. And the yeah. damage that he has done to her children. So yeah. there's no her sympathy for me on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't so. even imagine um, what, with those kids having something four and seven, um, something so vicious happen in front of them. 
if they'll be okay. I mean, they had 200 law enforcement pers um, personnel that were combing the neighborhoods. I think they had six different dogs. I mean, they certainly put the the effort in. It was the SWAT team, I think, that actually went and got him. At first, I thought it was the National Guard because they were all in tactical gear. But I guess you'd have to be. You, you wouldn't want to stick out in the woods, especially since he had a rifle. I guess he was sleeping on his rifle when they caught him. Yeah, he had stolen one from somebody. Somebody's and they house. shot at him, but they missed him. Yeah, so he he had he had did a home invasion. Oh, he was a nightmare. I'm glad I'm glad he's off the streets. I'm glad they caught him because I know people in that area were fearful for their life. Oh, I'll tell you, I'm up in Boston, as you know, and that's only a five hour drive. The minute they said that he had stolen a vehicle, you know, I I, I said, Mom, you can't. My mother's back in the era where you leave the doors open. You know, it's it's summertime. Leave the doors. So I'm like. Calls and lock the doors. Is he, you know, he's only a drive away. It takes a hop, skip, and a jump. Um, yeah. So, no, I am too. I, and I hope this time they can catch him because he was like Spider Man crawling up that wall. That was pretty clever. He must have been working on those core muscles. I wonder, did he learn how to climb up those walls after watching the, the insurrection on January the 6th? I'm just asking. Yeah. He did, <laughs> he did a better job. He could have he taught him something. I don't know if he, that was like a little uh, mental illness, the way he was cry, crawling up the walls like a, like a wacko. But uh, they better find something that I, I can only think he's going to be now. He'll be in a room by himself until he's gone because you can't well, let him out with people. I'm sure other prison systems that have walls like that will now oil those walls so oh. it won't be as easy. Oh, isn't that clever? I didn't even think of that. That's true, yeah. especially on the top, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't necessarily have to do it all the way down the wall. But um, the other thing that was in the news this week, uh, crime-wise, was that Danny Masterson from the That's the 70s show was sentenced uh, he, for two rapes to 30 years in prison. Mila Kunos and Ashton Kutcher had written letters of support for that. And they were on apologizing, asking for leniency. And I, I don't know. I don't understand why you'd have to apologize. He was their friend. He might've done wrong, but you can still support him. And I guess it, it was big. They're saying that their apology flopped because they didn't seem sincere. I think apologizing, you can still feel badly for the women, but want to support your friend as well. I don't. I don't know if you. They need to apologize to people. I don't. I don't, well, I don't get it. Thirty years. Thirty years is a lot. And here's the killer. Mm -hmm. Now he was accused of raping two women, and he got thirty years. But Kevin Spacey, who was accused of raping, of you know, molesting several men, got no jail time. I'm telling you, girl. I don't know what. Listen, I, I'm not. I'm not in court. I, I had a jury jury meeting last week and didn't go. Didn't report it. They might be looking for me. <laughs> oh my god! Go. If you walk outside, they could throw a net. I will say that in both cases, I we, we didn't hear what happened inside. Um, I have one of the cases was here on Martha's Vineyard. There was a newscaster whose son supposedly I, he was either 17 or 18, um, and he had bothered him, and he was pretty. Uh, her name was Heather Unruh, and um, she was a strong proponent for him getting some sort of time, but they, they heard the cases and when all of the information came out, they found that he wasn't, he might've been a latch, but he wasn't necessarily guilty of what, what he was being charged for. I don't know if he still has any cases as Kevin Spacey, you know, that waiting to be heard. He, he could still get his in the end. But I well, thought the apology I, well, was a little Well, that's what the case was about, that he liked it in the end. Oh, <laughs> Too much. Too much. He liked it in the end, baby. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. 
Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Another thing that that's been in the news is that, um, and we're in a little bit of trouble with this for a lot of different reasons. Is the auto strike? It looks like the that they're going to the auto industry is going to um, go on strike. General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis, which is Jeep, uh, they're they have to make a decision by Thursday, the nine fourteen. They're kind of the point where it might be a little tricky for Biden is he has claimed that he is the most pro-union president in history. And I believe he is. But he's also very big into climate. And these are fossil fuel uh, vehicles that, you know, he's trying to, you know, titrate those out over the next 30 years. So um, we'll see what will happen. But it could be as many as doesn't mean it is, but it could mean as as many as one hundred and forty six thousand People could eventually walk off their jobs. We'll see. And the auto industry is like 3% of the no, the nation's um, gross domestic product, which it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a good amount considering it's just one industry. Yeah. Oh, Bobby Clifford, um, before we go any further, I want to give a shout out, a heavenly shout out to my great grandma, I mean, to my grandmother, Dolores Gibson. Big Gia, may she rest in eternal peace. Aww. My grandmother was the matriarch of the family. And if you want to know where I get my wit, my humor, my charm, my talent, and my bestiality from, that lady right there was a beast. May she rest in peace. She taught me uh, all the game. Happy so birthday, Grammy. My, yes, 9-13, baby. Today is also Tyler Perry's birthday, my dear. My dear and my dear. Today is also Tyler Perry's birthday. Happy birthday, Tyler. Okay, let's get on to, let's get on oh. to what I want to talk about. I saw... Well, Can I say on, one thing before you do? I, yeah. What I want to say is, because you brought it up, if, are you going to be, is Dave going to be in Georgia? I would love for you to be down in Georgia and Tyler Perry to listen to your greatness and have you as his best ne- next best girl. <laughs> well, let's have fingers crossed and let's see. Yeah. We'll hope on that. Uh, I want to okay. talk about, I watched uh, George Santos being interviewed by oh, one Jesus. of the correspondents on CNN and he was trying to go after Biden saying Biden was, too old or ill-qualified. I'm like, you lied to get this position. You are holding on to this position just because they they, they need your vote as a Republican. You are such it, a clown. right? He is such a fool to me. And I'm telling you, Bobby, this is what boils my blood. Oh my God, this cooks my donuts. Because I do not understand how you allow this person, this liar, and caught liar, not allegedly, caught liar to still be sitting in his seat. And y'all think that that's okay. I'm telling you, the Republican Party is out of control. Well, that, I mean, I think we all are. I think both sides have to have to revamp. Of course, I'm on I'm on the other side, so I don't think ours is as bad. But but they've got their own quips. Um, I, I don't understand him. I, he just but there's something about him. You just want to punch him in the nose or something. He he's like that. Remember the kids in in grammar school? Like they, it would be like the nerdy Eddie Haskelly type of kids. Uh, that's yeah. what he reminds me of. I just can't. He just rubs me the wrong way. But he, he the nerve of him to to say anything against uh, President Biden when he's ugh, when he is who he is. He seemed totally nonplussed 
Um, so a lot of people are discussing whether they're going to run in November. And McCarthy, somebody asked McCarthy if he should. And he said, no, he should. He absolutely shouldn't. And he was totally nonplussed. He, he supports him. He went on and on. But I'll tell you who is running is your girlfriend, Nancy Pelosi. Welcome back, Nancy. Come on back. And yeah. I, it's only going to take one vote for Nancy to win. I, honest to God, she she's doing a great job. So, I mean, one of the big concerns with Biden is age, right? And and there are certain certain people that I am concerned over. You know, I think once you have, like Mitch McConnell, once you have some sort of incident, um, maybe they need to check. I don't know if term limits are, are if I'm into that, uh, because I feel like there is institutional knowledge that some of these people that have been in so long can pass on to the junior senators or junior congressmen, you know, in their area. But, um, but you know, maybe if you have some sort of incident, you get checked, maybe this competency or something, I don't know, something, but I feel like it's a little age, ageist too. Hey, Biden what? is on his bike. I don't care if he's falling off <laughs> and he's, he's running and, and working out every day. He does more than me for the love of God. Biden has the up and down stairs syndrome. It's called up and down stairs syndrome. Yeah. But so, but who's not going to run? And and I don't know if there's if there's something else that's brewing. Is Mitt Romney isn't going to run? I if memory serves me correctly, his wife was probably diagnosed like uh, eight years ago with MS. I don't know if she's taken a turn for the worst or if he's going to take another run at president. Um, I, I don't know, but he said he's certainly he's going to work for the people right up until the time he's he, he's there till 2025. So he has no intention of, of leaving his position. He's just going to um, he's just not going to run for for another term. Uh, Nikki Haley made a funny comment, uh, a little insulting, but she said the Senate's the most privileged nursing home in the country. <laughs> and I thought, oh. She's out there. She's hawking that. So she, that's that's a way to tear down both Trump and I, I, and and this is going to this is going to be bonkers because I think Nikki Haley has some great talking points. Yeah, I think that she has her finger on the trigger of what might be needed for this country. But a this country is very sexist, and she's a woman, so they're not going to see her. And then b she's not the most attractive woman. That's not no read, but she's not. And then c she's very aggressive, and I know they would take that from some women. But she doesn't have the the look for the aggression that she's delivering. If you, if, I know y'all might understand, not, might misinterpret what I'm saying out there. But if she was pretty, she could get away with a little bit more of that aggression. But because she's not, they're not gonna hear it. And I, I, before y'all get to jumping on my case, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and Stevie Wonder can see that that lady is not pretty. Y'all can knock it off. <laughs> I don't think I don't think she's bad looking. What I think she is is she doesn't do anything, Flame. Like she doesn't do the hair. She doesn't put any makeup on. Like she doesn't do anything to enhance what she has. She certainly has a cute figure. She doesn't like have an extra pound on. So that way she's, she's attractive. I could cut myself in half and be one of her thighs. Uh, or one of my thighs is the same size as her, but I think she's kind of walked the walk. She is somebody that's done service and she has, it doesn't mean I want her. She, she'd be far better qualified than Trump would ever be. Um, yeah, you know she's got. Some oh, and a lot of other ones, especially that Ramaswamy. And I think that oh. they are pulling the curtain back on his DNA, and people are starting to see that he's just toilet paper. Also, is uh, who else is toilet paper? Uh, I'm gonna tell you who else is on the outs to me, in my opinion, is DeSantis. Even Florida sick of his BS. That everybody's he's so getting... wishy-washy on everything. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that I thought he did great was when they had the storm. 
he said leadership things. He was going to take care of his people. He's going to, you know, blah, 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 all the things that you want to hear. Now what I want to see is him back that up and actually make sure that the state gets put back together. Make sure that his constituents who who's it's so tough to get insurance, good house insurance in, in Florida, make hold those insurance companies, their feet to the fire and make them pay out these claims. The people have been paying the money. They shouldn't have to beg to have their house, which is now in, you know, the Atlantic Ocean or the Gulf of Mexico, um, you know, is floating away. They should be able to get that back. Yeah. Um, it that, is, it's, it's just sad, but we, we're losing. I think that we are losing a lot of our used to be great thinkers because they don't know when to bow out. So I, with, with the age thing, Bobby, because yeah. I, I'm, I'm, Biden is the, the best option that we have. Not right. my choice. Not my choice. But I think as a Democrat and as a American, from what I can see from all the other talking points, he might be my best option. Yes, he is. He is seasoned. He is a little yeah. older than I would like to see the man in charge be or the person in charge be of this country. But as long as he's doing the job and, and you know, we, we, I, I don't have an, an issue with that. So somebody uh, could be younger and the way less qualified. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I have to be honest with you. If we did an off the record question to him and asked him, would he even have run if there was a better option? I don't know if he would have. I think he's a man of service. There was yeah. no other option. He's serving the people because he, he was the best against Trump at the time to win. He's gotten the most done. They're saying in the end, when you look back in 20 years, when we're, when we're more seasoned and you look back at the best presidents, he's going to be actually up there. Because he's gotten so much bipartisan work done and pushed through in the first two and a half years of his of, of his presidency. Yeah. So, but I don't know if he would necessarily want to be. He's working eighteen hour days for the love of God, I, I, Jesus! I can't get my mother off the off the lazy boy. But she's sitting here eating her cheese. It's watching the right woman for Christ's sake at the same age. Um, never mind. She's up in the morning. She's trying to tell me at twelve o'clock. She's been up for six hours. I took a picture every hour on the hour of her laying in bed, sound asleep. I said, "Here you are awake at seven, eight, nine, ten. Don't shit a shitter," as my father used to say. But so I he's want, pretty impressive. I, and I want him to get a second term because no president can get it done in one term. It usually takes yes, two terms to get some real right. to make some real change. Yeah. And I know I, that we are falling back and oh, they're doubting him, they're doubting his credibility, but they're mostly going after his age. Now, mind you, yeah. Biden is seasoned, but Biden has not stopped and frozen in the middle of speaking on camera like Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Now, my, yeah. you know, Biden has not done some other things that y'all are trying to trip and he's still making great changes. And they keep going after him about we losing so many different countries as allies. But Biden has not chased these allies away. Biden is trying to repair what That's Trump right. destroyed. Yeah, and y'all not yeah. seeing that. He is trying to repair yeah. the, the bridges that Trump destroyed when he was in office. So, and, and strangely enough, the, you just said about uh, about the the Mitch McConnell incident. The only one that came to his to back Mitch McConnell that actually vocally said something was President Biden. He's, yeah. he's confident that he will get better. He's been told that it was it was due to his fall in March, and he's just having a slower recovery than he can, so he can get lightheaded and dizzy and, and have those incidents. So I thought, isn't that really strange that, and you know why? We would expect him as a leader to do that. I was, Isn't it strange that the other side is doing it? But no, that's 
That's what our country is supposed to do for each other. So no, I don't, I, I, and he puts the time and effort to keep himself as healthy as he can to get the work done. I, at 80 years old, I wouldn't want to work that hard, but so fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll uh, see how that plays out. Where are we going? By, oh, because so next is going to be, okay. The, the, the impeachment, because they're throwing everything yep. at uh, uh, President Biden because they want him to look bad. They're trying to discredit him to make him look like the monster that Trump is. You will never make him look like the monster that Trump is. You won't. You just yep. will not. Trump is a real monster. So you'll never make Biden look like that. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, with her foolishness, and they're pushing this impeachment on Biden just because they're trying to make him look bad. And it will be different if y'all push the impeachment on Biden because of something that Biden did. You're going after him because of something that his kid allegedly has done. Crazy. And and he said uh, way back at the beginning, he and his wife said that they love their son. They support their son. They feel that he'll be proven innocent. But if he's not, He's going to have to take his punishment, basically, as I can't think of the exact wording, like everybody else. But they didn't think it was going to get that. Talk about someone that's funny looking. Marjorie Taylor Greene, I just want to hold her down and comb her hair. Her hair always looks like she stuck it in the toilet and flushed. If she comes out, it's like this fuzzy mass of oval bleached hair. Um, I'm being catty, I know, because she just, she just absolutely, she rubs me the wrong way. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, he, Hunter Biden paid his taxes. Did he pay him late? Yes. But if we put everybody in jail that paid their taxes late, you know, then we, there'd be a lot of people in jail, including Trump. Well, oh no, that's right. He doesn't pay taxes. Exactly. And Bobby, by, for the record, we appreciate Caddy here at Laugh and Learn. <laughs> <laughs> we like Caddy. She just rubs me. There's something about her that just, I, it, she, she's like a louder mouthed um, Palin. Do you know, like, like talking crazy that doesn't even make any sense. And you have to sit and go, all right, what is she saying? And uh, she just, she absolutely rubs me the wrong way. So, yes, yeah, so they a, are going to. It's a couple to, of them. It's a couple, her, Carrie Lake. It's a couple of those. Oh, my God. So they're going to, it's, uh, McCarthy um, sanctioned the impeachment inquiry. He said he would back it. He's hanging on to his seat. He had that crazy, oh, my God, we just talked about it. What is that crazy guy? Getz. Uh, Getz is up. Matt Getz. The, ped- the, the pedophile. Right. The likes of him up there telling you, if you don't support the, basically, if you don't support the inquiry, that, you know, your seat will be, you, you, you'll be out of it. So I just can't even imagine. But, um, and then uh, obviously they're going to buy, I think it's uh, the 29th of this month. They're going, they're going to have an indictment for Hunter Biden. So I think go, go ahead, uh, you know, put everything out there. Let the people actually see what what there is and what he's done. Has there been nepotism? Did he mention his father's name? I'm sure he did all that stuff. That's kind of unsavory, but it's not necessarily illegal. Well, isn't that the advantage of having a parent or a sibling in a position like that to use? Because a lot of times it's not what you know, but who you know. And he knows the president. Just today... So just speaking of that, and I'm going to use this as an example. It, it, this is for any of us, any of in any of our positions. I'm sure people call you to get time on your on your Monday night show. Yeah. I had somebody reach out to me. Their child needs to have a doctor's appointment. Can I try to get them in sooner because they're going back to school? Isn't it? Isn't it all who you know and what you know in order yeah. to help out? And that it's that's what it's cyclical. It makes it makes the world go around. That's the whole point of having a position that not power, but where you have information or connections, you can pass them on to friends and family and people that, you know, for this, it's a friend of a friend of a friend, but if I can help them, why not? Um, 
but so but we'll see. I can't we can't be um two faced either. And so just like I'd want Trump to be to be investigated for stuff, they'll investigate these two. Um trying to look migrants, we have um uh, nothing new since the migrants. I don't think that they had, I think you'd already spoken that you saw them when you were in Chicago. They had a whole, they have yeah. a whole makeshift shelter at O'Hare. We, we have a thousand new ones that, uh, that have come in, um, to Boston alone. So what we're nervous are they about still, is the school. Are they, still, are they still sending them on the bus? I don't think, I think they're actually legitimately, I think they're coming on the bus. I don't think someone like Martha's Vineyard, which is also Massachusetts, they're not like plopping them here. We know they're actually coming. The only thing that's kind of sticky with it uh, are the kids because the kids come and they don't have a language. They've got to have an education. So trying to get these poor kids, you know, we don't have enough interpreters for the kids that are here now. Here's so a whole resolution. Be tricky. Here's a whole resolution to that in a simple, as a nutshell. They want us to be learned by language anyway. They, and and right? it looks like uh, Spanish is the second language to learn if you're an yep. American because so many yep. Amer- Spanish, um, so many Spanish speaking Americans open up a school that teaches them, you know, that starts off in their own language, but teaches them English. It's simple, just like with the trans athletes, which we're going to get to that, too. Yeah, that's on the list. create a lane, create a lane. It is so simple. Why do they make it difficult? I don't know why, because it's also the, the fact that they don't want the migrants here. But we have, as you know, we're all migrants. We are, we have a whole host of jobs, Flame. Nobody wants to do. Our spoiled American kids don't want these jobs. We need bagging groceries, picking our crops. There's tons of jobs. We tax them. So why can't their taxes go to pay for a school? You, you just said something. That's a little interesting. Uh, and, and maybe you take the same school and kids who want to learn uh, Spanish as a second language. Maybe Boom. this as whole inclusion thing, right? I think because I think you've just said something. Especially with children, Bobby, because as a parent, children learn better from other people right? who look like them than they do from a grown-ups. Yeah. It's so much easier when they're with other people who are like them, who their size and look like yeah. them. They can change those words around. It, it would be so much easier. The world would be so much simpler if they made it simple, but they're making it difficult for a reason. Yeah, no. Well, it's it's sometimes you have you know this. You have the the most brilliant minds. They're Mensa people, but they don't. They have no common sense. They they can't just dumb it down and and it's putting in an infrastructure. It's like oh, it's too hard. You know, they uh, instead of um, you know putting putting a little infrastructure, getting a little committee together for that. They'd rather put the committee together for the impeachment. You know, that probably took three hundred people to discuss that they wanted to get an impeachment. They're finally doing it or an inquiry. So it could be better spent. AT and T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just 
disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research, conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. 
You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Let's get to the trans athlete. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's on the Russ, list. You break down the story and I'll tell you how I feel. Oh, no. You tell you break down the story because I didn't do a whole lot of research on this one. I so knew the story that they had is two. from. Okay. Yeah, the story's from Illinois. There were two bikers. Right. There were two male bikers. They started off as male bikers. They were, I'm not going to say inadequate, but they were not winners. Let me say that. And now they identify as trans. And so now they are, they're basically racing against biological females and dominating the sport. They are one and two for women who have practiced, worked and hard, studied, uh, put in all these years of, of hard work and, and training to, to compete against other biological women. And then you let two trans women who are biologically men, that is no shade or no read, that is the absolute truth, come in and they have dominated these women. And it is so unfair to me. And it is so unfair. And I'm going to tell you this, how I feel about this. I wish that Caitlyn Jenner would be the spearhead of starting something right. to create a trans athlete. Because I feel like she's the most important person to speak on that because of her experience as mm-hmm. a decathlon winner when she was Bruce. And now they give her Women of the Year from the ESPY Awards, and she is a, you know, she identifies as a female. I think that she should come in fairly and speak about it. I don't have no say-so. I don't know her, but I don't like the fact that these women are being pushed and discarded, pushed to the back burner to be made, to make look stupid. I think, personally, that all the females should pull out and say, we're not racing. You want, you want it to be fair? Let them do it by themselves. We're not doing it. If they well, they did together, have somebody that, that you know, pulled out. One or out. two is not going to do it. It has yeah. to be a whole collective uh, uh, collaboration. If not, it's not going to have any weight. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that I think that it's powerful. You had said something in some of your coffee times where they have the pa- the Power Olympics for people who are physically disabled. Yeah, they have yeah. the Special Olympics for people who are mentally disabled. Yeah. Why they can't have the they WNBA not- for women who wanted to right. play professional basketball? So, so they, they're getting a lane. Yep, because you do have different hormones that are in I, I, that are in your body. I can't imagine that a trans man would be able to physically. And your muscle mass, your muscle mass is different. So men have longer muscles, right, and more than than females do. So I can't imagine that it would be fair. We'll even talk a cyclist. Like the leg muscles, I can't imagine a trans woman would have the same power in le- in their legs as um, as a biological man. So um, it, it, that will be a fair way for everybody and for sports that where people could really get hurt. Um, both yeah. both parties. Well, yeah, because in I, I was reading after that they posted something where I, I don't want to say it's Brazil, it's it's another country where there was a boxing thing, a no, soccer game. And a trans woman cracked in a biological woman's skull doing soccer. I don't know if she kicked or what have you, but she cracked her skull. It is so unfair, and I get my ass handed to me by the community. But guess what? I hand you your ass back because in my face and in my in my in my DNA or what I see is just unfair to me. And I'm I'm never gonna I'm never gonna bend. I'm never gonna change on it because I think the fix is very simple. Created lane. They're saying that it's going to start off slow. Well, doesn't everything that's worked and has its own weight start off slow? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, I, I think it's just fair. I, I, I think it's just fair. And then you, so you have like-minded people and physically similar likeness that would be matched together. Um, yeah. I always thought that was fair about you. I don't know what the, I don't know why other people uh, are so pushed against it so hard. Well, let me tell the other people that's pushed against it. Let me tell you my favorite line to say when I'm on stage. Y'all can kiss my dick in the face and start at my lips. That's called inclusion. Okay, where we at, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> so th th since the last time we spoke, the last, the last laugh and learn we had, there were two people who, um, proud boys that were convicted finally for their their part in January 6th. We've got the leader now, Enrique Tario, who was sentenced to 22 years in prison, which is the longest um, prison sentence. I think the last two fellas were like 17 years and 15 years. So this, he certainly, he certainly got the longest sentence. And what's interesting about that is he had burned a white, a black lives matter banner at a church in Washington and had been banned from being in Washington. He can't come back into the city. So he, he was charged with that high sentence and he wasn't even physically at it. He just orchestrated it. And he was very interesting. He didn't know how how we how we got to that point. How did we get here? You know, he kept saying, "I don't know how I got here." I, you know, I really thought I was a patriot. Um, blah 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 blah. So he seemed a little a little surprised. But um, well, let but, me say this: I don't think that he's going to. I don't think that he's going to be too offended by doing twenty two years in prison. This is the same man who stuck a nine inch dildo up his ass to prove that he was gay friendly. So I think he's going to be right at home for 22 years. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, can I, can I have to ask you, I, I, I'm not going to say this correctly. I don't know if you've heard of it or you heard it through the kids. It, a huge tragedy here in Massachusetts. We had a 14 year old kid, God bless him, who did something called it's P-A-Q-I, Pocky, Packy. The Packy Challenge, yeah. Challenge. Where yeah, and he died. Um, I don't understand where these kids. It's it's sometimes social media is used for bad. I don't well, understand. You to, so you have to what explain what the packy challenge is, Bobby, to to our listeners. So, so you eat a tortilla chip that has something called I've never heard of these before a Carolina Reaper pepper and an NAGA 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 Viper pepper on it, and see how long you can go without consuming anything else for relief. Uh, you have to eat the entire chip and not eat or drink. Uh, and then you post your reaction on social media and you know, you hashtag one chip challenge or something. Uh, I don't get it. Like if they were sending me $500,000 maybe, but you're, you just do this for what the thrill of saying you did it. I don't get it. It is. It is the social media and influence. It is. You be, and these kids are young and their minds aren't mm. developed and they're gullible. And it's not, and no kid is free from it, including mine. But I really talk to my children like they're little people. Like, that's dumb shit. And I, I say, I'm sorry I say it the way I say it, y'all. But I tell them all the time, that's dumb shit. Don't do dumb shit. Because you could die from that. You know, some of them challenges... Even with that curry, when they were doing the cayenne pepper challenge, yeah, it looks I don't... It's, it looks entertaining over the video, but people have real serious drawbacks, and unfortunately, sometimes it is terminal. You you die, and I I, I say it to my kids like that. You could die from that, 
Because if that's what I need to instill the fear so they won't do dumb shit, so be it. I need some of you parents to stop sugarcoating the way you talk to your kids and really give them the fever. Put the scare the bejesus back in their asses. And maybe it'll yeah. make them, and maybe it'll make them, it'll save their lives. But you've got to do something because I'm sure we're going to hear, because I, I can't imagine, Flame, what would cause him to die from that. I don't know if he had like an undisclosed medical condition, you know, that he wasn't aware of, you know, something that made his blood pressure spike once he ate this. I don't, I have absolutely no idea, but I can't even imagine why you would do something like this. Um, gross. Uh, and then everybody, please get ready. Student loans. I know I've got $70,000 worth of them. Our, our payments are due in October. We started accruing interest in September and, um, payments are due in October. I, I'm, I'm in mourning. Um, what I'm not in mourning about is that Trump was found liable uh, for the for the second E. Jean Carroll de defamation case. He had to leave and open up his trap about, you know, how it was all a bunch of baloney and she was terrible and whatever else that, you know, that he had to discuss. And the, the judge called him on it. So I, I don't know where this money's coming from, where he's going to pay people and where he's get coming up with these legal fees. But, um, but he's going he's gonna to have to. I, they, somebody in New York was saying that he he was like three and a half billion dollars less in his tax like that he actually had than what than what he's trying to state you know like he's trying to value himself higher so if that yeah. is true um he's going to have some some big trouble and what happens if he doesn't get in and he doesn't get elected and these cases still go and he can't keep collecting this money you know the GOP isn't going to pay for the legal the legal defense any longer then what's he going to do the GOP don't have to pay. Trump got a whole a, a tribe of minions that'll do anything he asks them to do, <sighs> including a bunch of women, uh, including a bunch of people on fixed incomes, right? going from month to month with uh, paying and taking money away from their prescriptions or from their hairdos or from their nail appointments just to support him. They should know, but at some point we should we should know any know better, but. Um... That's the new. Oh, a couple of informs that I found interesting, and I'll pass on. Um, Narcan, if you have anybody in your life that um, suffers from opioid addiction, Narcan, you can actually buy it over the counter for $44.99. Uh, I looked it up. At, it's at, um, it is at CVS. And Narcan, just in case you don't know, it's a nasal spray that you that you give that really could save save somebody's life, you know. We, we have an estimated almost 110,000 across the country in 2022 that die. In Massachusetts alone, which is a teeny tiny little state, we have six people who die from ODs every day. So I think this, this is um, great information. Uh, 25th anniversary of Google was at the beginning of the month over Labor Day. Can't believe it. What did we do? Remember when Flame, when we used to have to go to the library and lift books in the Dewey Decimal System at the library? <laughs> If you wanted to look stuff up, if you wanted to do work, kids would die now. I was skin. I would look. It kept me in shape. It made my arms nice and strong. <laughs> I mean, when you, we used to have to do a a, a report, you you'd be schlepping home like fifteen books, your backpack or your bags or your arms. You'd look yeah. like an orangutan by the time you got home because your arms would be so long. Um, Times have changed, and things are getting scarier and scarier. I want you guys to know, though. I want you guys to be registered to vote. I want you to understand Please. how important it's going to be. This is going to be. We thought the last election was crucial. 
But y'all right? see what they're doing right in our face. If they're doing it, and here's the scariest part, they're doing it right in our faces. So you have to pay attention and stop hearing what you want to hear and seeing what you want to see. Clean your glasses and clean out your ears and see it for what it is. Because we are all it's Americans true. and it's scary for all of us. It really is scary for all of us. And it's all over the country. It's all over the world, not the country, the world. I mean, yeah. Kim Jong-un was traveled by his family's special bulletproof, whatever, green machine train to see Putin. What the hell yeah. do you think's going in there? They're not passing out recipes, people. So yeah. uh, we, we better yeah. strap on. And while and we are while we war. are in worried about a civil war in the country, about color and racism in this country, while we're right. fighting each other, we're sitting ducks to people who want to fight us. I said that before, and I need y'all to pay attention to that. While we're fighting each other and we're not looking behind us, in the words of T.T. Jane, keeping our head on the swivel, they're going to blast us. So we will all still be Americans, but we will all be dead Americans. Yeah, or disabled or living under Putin. Sweet Jesus. Can you even imagine? Um, you know, we, we do. People have to pay attention. And we don't want another war. We, we, no. we have to pull it together. Um, yeah. No more wars. Wars is, wars just kill everybody. But thank is. you guys. Bobby Clifford, you know I appreciate you here at Laugh and Learn. And let me tell y'all something. Thank you, listeners, for supporting us on third, year three. Happy anniversary, Black Effect Network. It's our third year Yay. with Black Effect. It's the third year of them having uh, all these successful podcasts, over 800 million downloads, which is fantastic. Is it 80 million or 800 million? It's one or two. I, I believe it's I believe it's 80 million, 80 million, not 800, 80 million downloads from all the people who have podcasts under the Black Effect Network. Thank you, Will Pearson. Thank you, Connell. Thank you, Charlemagne the God, for the opportunity. Thank you, iHeart and Black Effect Network. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you to Lauren Hogan. Thank you to Nick Smith, my two partners that I started off with. But now I have toots. I miss Icon. Icon. <laughs> Bobby Clifford. And we are going to keep bringing you what we can from a genuine American's perspective, because Bobby is Caucasian, I am African-American, but what we are is fucking Americans. Got that right. And it affects all of us. We look different, we live different sometimes, our presentation is different, but if y'all remove all of that and remember that we're Americans, you gotta remember that America is important to us and we need to stand with our country because she needs us and we need her. It's true. It's not the truth. And we all want almost the same thing. When you do strip away, uh, you know, all of the, you know, super pronouns, stuff. adjectives, color, yep. identity. Yep. We're Americans under all of that. Yeah. Yep. All of the values are the same. We want all the same stuff. We're just going about it differently. Even the Republicans, right? They want yeah. basically the same stuff. They're just, yeah. They just come at it from a different angle and they don't want to pay for it. And we and we appreciate that because we at least we know who you are. Because here at Laugh and Learn, what what are we doing, Bobby? What are we doing here at Laugh and Learn? We are not trying to get you to change your mind. I promise you, are not. We are only trying to get you to open up and use your mind. Because why, Bobby? Because our mind is a terrible thing to waste. And some of you, you Trumplicans, <laughs> is wasting my time and wasting your mind. And good God. <laughs> but here we appreciate you guys. We thank you guys. Three years at Black Effect Network. Happy anniversary, Black Effect Network. Thank you guys for the love, the support, the downloads, the the negative, the positive, all the feedback because we're not here to make you think how we want you to think. We just want you to think for yourself. And we appreciate you. I couldn't do this without our producer, Mr. Aaron. We appreciate him. I couldn't do it with Miss Icon, my toots, Miss Bobby Clifford. 
and I am Flame Monroe. We thank you here at Laugh and Learn, and we will see you guys next week. Have a safe week, and if you see me out anywhere with Dave Chappelle on tour, get your ticket and wear your diaper, because I'm going to make you pee your pants and scream <laughs> loud. We appreciate you. Peace. Don't miss an episode of Laugh and Learn. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Laugh and Learn Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. Our theme music is by the one and only Chrissy Payne. Thank you, guys. This is Flame Monroe. <laughs> Don't forget to laugh, listen, and learn. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.